It's new phone day. For got a some phone. of us. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm the person who buys all the new toys. Well, You've got a new toy. And what have I got to show for it? Nothing. You've got the excitement of watching the back of my head as I finagle my phone. It's, well, it's more exciting than the front of your head. <laughs> oh, I walked into that one. You sure did. Or looked down from it, well, as the case may be. Well, walked backwards into it. I don't know. Bam. Well, we can't all have a new phone every 45 minutes. What new phone did you get? Do you love it? Is it awesome? What features has it got? Well, I don't know. It's that weird thing where... I know it's got a feature of ringtones because you spent the last five <laughs> minutes sitting there cycling through them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just an iPhone 5. S. Sure. I don't even know. It's that weird... I've entered that nether realm of where it's my new work phone. So, you, you sort of lose... You get oh, so, it's not even yours. No, no. <laughs> so, the, the shitty so, old one is yours. Yeah, yeah. And the shiny, fandangled new one is your work one. So, I'll be sending a message out soon saying, please don't call me on my personal phone because every time it rings, it'll be a reminder that I've got a Zopovo phone. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say about your phone before no. we crack on with it? I'm just trying to figure out if the, the perfect ringtone for my professional work phone is Inspector Gadget or DuckTales. I think it's DuckTales. Yeah, yeah. For your work phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, every day you're out there making DuckTales. Duck DuckTales. I don't know. There's lasers and shit. What were you saying about a ringtone that takes too long to start up? Uh, well, there's because I so I downloaded... I've had it hanging around on my hard drive for a long time. Some miscellaneous packet of ringtones. Yes. That had a few winners in there. It's got like the Imperial March and the Transformers sound winner. and stuff. Always it's got a, a lot of these asshole ones where someone's getting over smart about their text messages where it goes like the Transformer noise, like so dead on. Good. You good. can assume that was dead on. But then good it follows rendition. up with like, now you have a Transformer SMS. I'm like, shut up. Just give me the fucking sound effect that I want. Well done, loser face. You put your voice through a vocoder. Exactly. It's got the Star Trek like, bleep, 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 bleep. Captain, you have a message. Don't tell me I've got a message. Of course I've got a message. Context exists. It's a fucking phone. And that's just, the tone I set for my message tone. <laughs> just give me what I want. But a lot of the ringtones, yeah. like I was just, there's the Harry Potter one. There's a lot of stuff in there's like Robocop. I'm like, well, I like Robocop. I don't really remember what the theme is. <laughs> Uh, and the Harry Potter as well. Like, I kind of remember that just because mm-hmm. watch a Harry mm-hmm. Potter movie mm-hmm. once a month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you press the Harry mm-hmm. Potter one and it's like... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I still mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, fucking well, I've missed the call before, <laughs> before it started. So, I'll, I'll tell you what I have for my ringtone. I have the... Uh, and I made it myself. I'm not one of these <laughs> schlubby go and download some shit. Yeah, yeah. I have the Boston Legal theme as my ringtone because I think it's a great song. But I have a specific version of it, and it's from an episode where at the beginning of it, Shatner breaks the the fourth wall. Yeah, and he sort of turns to the camera and he says, "Play the music," and then the <laughs> the Boston Legal theme starts. So what I actually get is because the first bit where he says "Play the music" is very very quiet, and mm. then the theme's quite loud. My ears actually attuned to it now that I can, if I'm in somewhere on my phone should be on silent and it's not, Yeah, my ear picks up the play the music bit before anybody else does. Incredible. And then I can whip down and answer it or put it on silent or whatever before it's like... (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly, like, you just grab your phone preternaturally and, like, like, answer it before it even calls and everyone in the meeting is like, oh, i got to make out with that guy. They do. Oh, he's so talented. So many hickeys. You can't see him because this is an audio (laughs) podcast. so good at phones. 
So good yeah. at ringtones. You look like the purple man. The what? The purple man. He's a, a Marvel Comics villain who is A, purple, and B, a, like he just speaks to you and you are mentally uh, compelled to do whatever he says. Why do I look like him? Oh, because I'm covered in hickeys. so many hickeys. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I'm just making up a for lol. from Kaniki. You've actually done an awesome segue there without even really trying. How do you know that? Maybe I'm excellent you never at try. Marvel Comics. This can go one of two ways. It's comics news. Biff, pow, oh, bam. Is that a thing? I don't know. I was thinking you should have the drone news theme as your... New incoming message. <laughs> Drone news. Beep, blop, bloop. Beep, bloop. Maybe I could... Can you record uh, an SMS tone? So it just goes... Beep, blop, bloop. Yeah. Yeah. Will people yeah. know that it's me? And will that be awesome or embarrassing? I will... Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll cut it out of an episode <laughs> for you. In fact, we're going to do it later this episode, I hope. Oh, hold on to your seats, De- listeners. Depending on how far off the beaten track we get. That's right. Uh, and I'll cut it out and you can put it on your phone. That sounds wonderful. It'll be rad. Uh, Venom. Can I, can you also, wait, let me do this. <laughs> ring, 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 oh, phone, <laughs> phone, ring, call in, answer, ring, phone. Can you cut that out as well? I will definitely yeah, be cutting yeah. that out. Can you get me a job? No. Because <laughs> if I bust around the office with that as my ringtone <laughs> on the old office property, I think maybe Centrelink and I have got a date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the thing you said before I fucking prattled on like a dickhead? I was going to uh, get you to talk about Venom and Venom's costume change. But before we do that, I think for this entire episode, yep. in honour of the recent Australia Day festivities, <laughs> up your Kazali grouse, we should refer to each other as Sir, because I think that both of us should have been knighted yeah. <laughs> by Prime Minister Abbott for services to Australian media and entertainment. <laughs> Now, I know that you and I try to stay away from politics on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, stay away from it in, in an intelligent way and just we inevitably end up just talking shit about it in a way that would probably sort of ostracise an international audience because we never talk about it enough to explain what we're on about. Sorry, foreigners. No room. Go home. Oh, well, if you don't like it, leave, I suppose. Mm. Uh, but our Prime Minister is that clearly taken the piss. Isn't he? Is he? No, he's not. He's serious. He knighted the Queen's hubby. I know. Sir I just, Regent Prince Duke Archibald Philip yeah, yeah. the Third or something. His business card now. did not need the addition of the knighthood, I don't well, think. When old Crazy Ears brought this <laughs> whole policy in, he was like, oh, it'll be a way of recognising preeminent or Sh- eminent. Whatever. Australians. He doesn't know. Last time I checked, old Philzy. Not Australian. Yeah, yeah. Great big, dirty, filthy, scummy <laughs> UK piece of shit. Dear, oh dear. Love our UK listeners. Not there's anything wrong with that. Just not your, what's, what do you call, what's, a, is it not a monarch, is it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a man thing? Oh no, that's patriarch. A man thing. <laughs> yeah, no, pa- I'm getting patriarch monarchs. and monarch You're thinking mixed of up. the moth. I am, butterflies, yeah, yeah. man butterflies. Yeah, look, I like people from England except for him. I just like him less now that he's a knight because he says lots of, like we say, inappropriate shit on this show all the time. Yeah, but yeah. we're a couple of buffoons, <laughs> not, a f- not a state figurehead. It makes sense. Speaking of which, I'm going to take off this plastic lay because it's making my neck sweaty. <laughs> I was enjoying you wearing that. Yeah, I know. It's all I've got on. 
it's somewhat isolating when you wake up on Australia Day to find that the Prime Minister has knighted... Like, the fact that he reintroduced knighthoods last year is enough of a, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then this year to give it to uh, Prince Watsamajigga. Like, I just looked at it and immediately went cross-eyed in such a way that I could see through time. (laughs) Like, it's another reminder that the Prime Minister and I do not share any cultural touchstones. Like, the decisions Mm. we make are clearly coming from such a different life experience that, like, I'm not even mad. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. But, so I spent the morning sort of isolated by going like, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm out of step, you know. I'm just, I'm not, am I part of the team? But luckily... Every single other human being in Australia has spent the last couple of days going, nah, seriously, what the fuck is that all about? (laughs) (laughs) Makes you feel a little bit more in touch with reality. I haven't felt this much a part of the Oz team for years. (laughs) (laughs) It's delightful. I could go and uh, crack a fat six over the boundary and then get us. So Oz. (laughs) So Oz. I could smash. Someone get this man a pie. Smash a tinny in my wife beater. Oh, no, that's a terrible turn of phrase. Uh, speaking of uh, questionable clothing. <laughs> oh, well <Venom>. done. <laughs> Look at you. You're stealing my thunder. You're getting the new phone. You're yeah. doing the cool segue. Things are different. And I'm just sitting here like a night out of water. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, I got a text to my shiny new phone that said, sort out your shit, four eyes. <laughs> I took it to heart. <laughs> To be fair, that was from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you've sent me that every day for a year. <laughs> uh, but Venom. Yes, I who, sent you the message saying, need to talk about Venom's new costume, to which you responded, what? <laughs> yeah, what's a Venom new costume? So I went and found Guardians of the Galaxy, I think issue 23. I am tree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am 23 tree. <laughs> Hashtag incorrect. Um mm. So, Venom, as our listeners would obviously know. If you don't know who Venom is, <laughs> I don't even need to say it. You yeah, know yeah. what to do. You know where this is going. Enjoy your solitude. <laughs> uh, is You know, began life as the Spider-Man villain. The Eddie. black Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man came back from an alien world with a black costume on that could obey his thoughts and change shape and colour and all kinds of fun stuff. And eventually it was like, I'm not just clothes. I want to be your boyfriend forever. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no. Nah, pretty accurate summation. Sometimes I want to take you off. And the guy was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I've been in all your orifices. And he was like, oh, fuck. So he went to the church and the church managed to get it off him. And yeah. then it lived in the church for a the while. The church is good at getting the clothes <laughs> off, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, uh, Cut that out if you want. <laughs> no, no. I, we need some biting political commentary. It's better than banging on about knighthoods. Uh, and then a guy who hated Peter Parker caught up with this alien and they meshed together. And so basically he's like an alien symbiote guy who's got all Spider-Man's powers and also alien powers. And he's really awesome. And some thoughts. Exactly. He's got some memories. He's had a alone ch- in the moonlight. <laughs> Sorry. He's had a checkered past where he was like Venom lethal protector for a while. Where yeah. They tried to make him a gritty 90s anti-hero. A well, I'm a gritty 90s anti-hero, but of more course. on that later. <laughs> Yes, Justin's going to prison. Uh, so, he's been all over the map, really. Mm. And uh, he spawned Carnage, who was like a Venom who was a psychopath, who when I was a 14-year-old kid was the most radically coolest in the world. If there was some kind of Carnage Gambit 90s crossover, I would have just uh, 
My, my skateboard would have exploded into splinters with excitement. In the interest of people not falling asleep, yeah. could we fast forward <laughs> to today? Yeah, yeah. So these days, the Venom symbiote has been removed from Eddie Brock and has been bonded with Flash Thompson, uh, oh. which is Spider-Man's high school bully who's now grown up to be a bit of an all right sort, as most bullies do. I assume I don't talk to any of mine because I fucking still hate them. <laughs> uh, but then he went to war and got his legs blown off. So... Ooh. So the military... That's the danger of war, kids. Exactly. Make love instead. Don't do a war. Hug a vet today. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're in a war. Why is that funny? I don't know. You're the one who works with a vet. (laughs) So (laughs) Flash Thompson's got no legs. The army gave him the symbiote because it can make legs for him. So when he's Venom, he can wear legs. There's a really good... (laughs) He can wear legs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there was a I re- feel like I should have read this so I could be more involved <laughs> in the discussion. There was a really good series before Guardians of the Galaxy where Eddie Brock starred as the Venom thing. And when he wears the symbiote, it looks a lot more militaristic. And he's like Agent Venom, it was called. And he was going around doing like cool missions and stuff. But whenever he got the shits, it sort of manifested into the traditional alien Venom with its big toothy maw and stuff. And you just bite the shit out of people and then wake up and go, oh, I feel really bad about it. I'm all for biting the shit out of bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, who isn't? Uh, Pac-Man is. Vegetarians. It's true. Unless they're fighting evil broccolis. (laughs) Right there with you, buddy. both need help. Yeah, yeah. So Venom joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course he did. uh, Because he's all space and shit, and they ditched him on a planet. And then they came back and he was... Why did they ditch him? uh, Well, they just forgot about him, I think, is the thing. And when they came and found him again, he was like feeling was a bit at that weird. service station when I was nine years old and I had to live there for three weeks while my family went on holiday. <laughs> Did that really happen? No. Nah. <laughs> be a good story, though. Yeah, I made a bow staff out of a broom, killed rats. <laughs> Splinter, I said. <laughs> uh, They're delicious. So anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy 23. Rat flan. Is the culmination of a storyline where Venom, his symbiote, has been jumping from Guardian to Guardian and taking them over. And it takes over Drax. Drax beats the fuck out of everybody into their unconscious. And when they wake up, <laughs> he's flown he them to like Venom HQ, which is like the planet of the symbiotes. Mm-hmm. And the issue is, frankly, shit ass. Because it's clearly. <laughs> well, I'm glad we spent <laughs> 10 minutes on it then. <laughs> it's clearly written as a way to reboot the Venom character uh, and sort of strip out all of the legacy of him being a villain and just allow him to become a straight up mega hero. Yep. So you've just basically got this disembodied voice of Emilium symbiotes going like, we actually are really cool people and we want to bond with people and have a blast and we just want nothing but party and heroes. But this one that went to Earth is just a bit of a dickhead yeah. and is a bit touched He's in the like brain. The venom equivalent of a the symbiote equivalent of a mullet. Yeah, yeah. So it heals all of the symbiote and stuff and gives it back to Flash Thompson and now he's like Agent Venom, super mega badass, super dude who's like most of the time wearing militaristic garb and then when he wears the Venom symbiote, it's like a big, it's like a hybrid of what he used to look like and what he looks like now and it looks it looks cool. So you're happy with it? It's a good story, isn't it? <laughs> That's podcast material <laughs> right there. Solid we should record God. that shit. We should. Uh, I think the the reboot of the character has really good potential, and Venom's like it's got a it's got a soft place in my heart for Venom. Nineties, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the introduction of him was very by the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I uh, I haven't read it. I have I can't contribute to this at all. It's my now my goal to find topics for us to talk about where I have nothing to contribute, <laughs> and then I just let you go on and interject every now and then with some sort of quip. 
don't. Or segue, even though you've now taken that away from me. <laughs> don't peel back the curtain so far. And uh, I just sit here and just drink my tang. Delicious. Do you want pineapple tang? I noticed they had pineapple tang. We've the been day. through this. We're, we're, you we're only want orange tang. and lemon. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't. Uh, Pineapple's pi- for dicks. Is it? Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Maybe a pine lime. Okay. What if I bought a pineapple one and a lime one and made my own tang? Franken Franken tang. <laughs> Franken tang. You're breaking bad. I am. <laughs> I am. So you know venom? Yes. Guess how many venoms there aren't? Four? Yes. Hey. You did it again. You did it again. I mean, you You are owning this. I I don't think you could say that was a good segue. That was just me saying there aren't four Venoms. Well, there aren't. It's true. Except for that issue where the symbiote had kids. Yeah, that was upsetting. Let's not go back to that because it ruins the segue. They rebooted that. Sorry, Toxin. What what sort of wacky, crazy scheme did you devise to watch the Fantastic Four trailer (laughs) this time? Did you watch it upside down or were you like electrocuting yourself with the toaster while it was, was playing? Or what's the... What's the Stefan trailer viewing sitch of the week this week? <laughs> I'm sad to say I just watched it when I got to work oh. on a computer with the sound up and no other sounds. It's very disappointing. Right. Well, that's this episode. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I did have the. Th- I watched it without thinking because I didn't. I haven't really been keeping track of Fantastic Four. Well, that's one of the things I was going to say. I haven't been keeping mm. track because there's been so much X Men stuff going on and so much Avengers stuff going on, and now Star Wars is back in my face like the brinkley scrotum of George Lucas. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'd completely forgotten that they were even making a movie yeah, until yeah. I woke up this morning and everyone was like, there's a trailer out. And I went, oh, that's right. Little bloody Billy Elliot's going to be the thing. <laughs> He's always headed that way. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say I woke up and went to work and opened up all my tabamajus to see the news and stuff. And one of them was like, there's a Fantastic Four trailer. And I watched it and I had the thought process after I was finished of like, oh... I didn't really watch that in an exciting way. That's, <laughs> that's not going to make good podcast material. And someone used to have my blog, and whenever something truly awful was happening to me, I'd, a part of my brain would just be like, "This will be a good blog <laughs> if I survive." <laughs> <laughs> but what what thought of Fantastic Four trailer? That looks really good. Yeah, I think I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan, and I think it's fair to say that the first two movies were a steaming load of ass. <laughs> But uh, more than fair. This looks say. like quite a quite a good movie. I was trying to figure out who's narrating it. Because uh, I, I, th- I think it's Doom. Could be. My only my only complaint is I've done what you know any self respecting geek would do, and as soon as I watched the trailer, went and googled every single piece of news <laughs> about the movie. Uh, my only sort of mm, kind of moment with it was descriptive that uh that dr doom is going to be a computer hacker who goes by the online handle as we call them yeah of doom really yes so he's a teenager who's on instagram as at dr doom <laughs> yeah yeah it's a you, big step down if the avengers want to catch him all they have to do is check the location on his latest <laughs> tweet where he's like gonna kill the whole world hashtag supervillain hashtag fuck you Reed Richards yeah. hashtag living in Latvia and then it's got location Castle Latvia and yeah yeah you're like oh well we know where he is he's in Latvia 
It's a bit different. Is it Latvia? From That's the, where it's from, right? I don't sound like a complete numpty. Uh, Latveria. Oh, I think, dear. Which is like Latvia, but made up enough so they can murder the populace every once in a while Excellent. and have it run by a weird despot with an army of robots that look like him with his mask on. Who's now just a script kitty. I'm wondering if he's going to wear the anonymous mask from the anonymous hacking group. You know, if they just balls out, uh, did the movie where he had like the green cloak on and stuff but instead of the like metal face plate it was the anonymous mask You'd be down I'd with pay that, that. Yeah. that would be ridiculous it's not a green cloak it's just a hoodie yeah because <laughs> he's got to keep warm green hoodie while he's the at the land yeah, yeah. <laughs> the doom land <laughs> doom land yeah yeah that's how he beats them he doesn't actually beat them in real life the whole thing is set inside dragon age inquisition <laughs> And he gets kicked for cheating because he uses Doom bots. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, it looks, looks really good. The effects look like they're finally sort of up to par with what you would expect for a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. There's an amazing scene where you see the thing and he's just sort of a pile of rock and he kind of breaks out of it, which looked really cool. They didn't throw any of the catchphrase things in there. There was no flame on. There was no it's clobbering time. Yeah. There was no... Well, was Mr. Fantastic speak? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, he does. He says, stretch him a goo! I don't <laughs> think he does. And he punches people a kilometre away. <laughs> like, did you say something? Ow! Anyway, it looks good. It does. It's an interesting uh, approach because it really does... It's not really the trailer you would expect for the Fantastic Four. No, it's quite dark. It sort of emphasises that they go into space. And it's like there's a, there's a shot that if you know it's the Fantastic Four, you can see Mr. Fantastic sort of punching in a way that his arm starts to extend. But if you didn't know, like, if, if people didn't know what the Fantastic Four was, they could watch it and not come away with it really having any ideas. Mm. Uh, but, you know, as a, as a teaser trailer to get we people excited. You do see Johnny I'm Storm on catch on fire. Yeah, yeah. But, like but it's not in a dramatically, oh, he's made of fire way. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, that dude might be on fire. <laughs> yeah, This he, is a terrible film. He should roll around in that pile of rocks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, it's uh, it's certainly... It'll be interesting because some of the Fantastic Four appeal has always been that they're like a family and everything, yeah. which doesn't immediately, to my mind, lend itself to that sort of gritty, dark thing which this trailer shows may be happening. Mm. But also, the first two Fantastic Four films, which were a bit more happy-go-lucky, were shithouse. <laughs> they were. Uh, so, you know. Thank goodness that the Human Torch is now Captain America. That's right. Shazam! So that yeah, I, I look forward to it. There's many nerd films this year. There is many, many nerd. You know what I've been nerding out over lately is uh, I've I've gotten since, especially since the trailer. Yeah. So Star Wars, all Star Wars, <laughs> all the time, warring with the stars, starring in the wars, just all of it in my face, yeah. in my eyes, in my ears. Not in my mouth, because that's kind of creepy for yeah, me to yeah. just sit on the couch and lick my DVDs, and I would never do that. Well, at least not and tell anyone about it. Yeah, they look, uh, they look well licked. I'm having a... <laughs> that's what uh, she said. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you like Star Wars, is what I'm I'm having hearing. a Star Wars renaissance of yeah. sorts. Because there's been a bit of a hiatus on the old Star there Wars. There has, there has. So I when I met you, you were more star than man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been binge-watching Clone Wars... Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where I've now finished it. And I have to say, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the fifth and sixth, especially the sixth season, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Really? I am spewing that it's not part of the official canon. It'll always live in A, your heart. Yes. And B, 
the joy in the face of every child. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, yeah, the the final season of it, and I, I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, uh, is fantastic. It, there's this Yoda story arc which sets up Yoda and how why Yoda ends up on Dagobah. Yeah. at the end of Revenge of the Sith and. So. How he learns, you know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where he says to Obi Wan, "Oh, I've been talking to Qui Gon, and yeah, yeah, you've got to learn, how, learn to, how to be a ghost and shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it explains all of that and explains it really, really well with only one small mention of midi chlorians. So it manages to save the prequels that just well, effectively it, masturbated for nine hours, yeah. and at the end went, "Oh, I can be a ghost. Oh, and she died of a broken heart." Oh, and you're evil now. No, she didn't. Did you not read the thing that I posted on the level 30 Yeah, page? it was infuriatingly bad. Was it? Sorry, go finish lots your Clone of, Wars Lots of thing. people liked that. Sorry, listeners. No, Let's, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. You're was, sitting here looking like a smug bastard with a glass full of tang. Yum, you poured it. <laughs> uh, so it's good. What's the last scene? Uh, no, you don't have to spoil it. No, I won't. I won't spoil it. Uh, but uh, but it's good. Does it? Does Darth it f- Maul comes back? Yeah, yeah. At uh, at one point, because he's got his friend who's fucking savage yeah, oppressor. Smart. Yeah, I, oh yeah. I talked about that bit the other week. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's just really good. It's the the final season in particular is really really good storytelling, and so that's kind of helped vault me back into you know a galaxy far far away. <laughs> so the other thing I've done is I I read this book which is called Dark Lord The Rise of Darth Vader and it's set immediately or 4 weeks I think after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And it's all about when Anakin first becomes Vader and how he gets used to the costume and what he's ha- you know what he's having to deal with and what's going through his head and all of that sort of thing. And the, the sort of the parallel story is a couple of Jedi that have survived Order 66 because mm. the clones have just gone, hang on a minute. What if we didn't kill people that were our mates, eh, bro? And <laughs> yeah. What if we just let the Jedi live in that? And so they've escaped. Yeah. And then they eventually cross paths with Vader and a bunch of stuff happens and it's really, really cool because the a big focus of it is just about Anakin Skywalker and shedding his former identity and becoming a true Dark Lord of the Sith and how he plans to overthrow the Emperor and how he's Solid. sad about Padme and all of this sort of stuff. No. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty rad. So if you're That's a, what I want. I wanted... It would, it would make a fantastic movie. It would make a better movie than any of the other three movies. I was super bummed. They were, like, going into the prequels, like, going into Phantom Menace, we would come to rue the idea that the prequels were Star Wars with sort of unlimited effects ability, you mm. know? But going into it, as and I was like a, you know, a kid when they came out, I was like, I just want to, I'll finally be able to see, like, legions of Jedi and Sith just fucking smashing each other, you know? Like a squadron of Jedi at the height of their power. And then you were like, oh, hang on, have I walked into the wrong cinema and accidentally witnessed Australian Parliament question time <laughs> on the big screen? <laughs> and that's what shit me. Like, I was like, I'll be able like... That C-SPAN for our American yeah. listeners. <laughs> In the original trilogy where it's just like a decrepit old dude fighting a robot. And you're like, oh, I ma- well, imagine what it would be like when the Jedi were at full force, you know, being able to just completely mm. decimate what you people did there. and stuff. Yeah, oh, a little wordplay. Uh but Full then you start the movie and they're like, oh, there might be one Sith and we haven't had a fight in years. So I feel a bit weird about it. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, and then the same going into the third movie where I was like, well, this has got to be the one 
where Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yep. Like I had this scenario in my, and you can never, you know, it's never fair to judge a film based on what you wanted it to be. But I just really had this idea of, because you see Darth Vader by the time of the original trilogy, you, you do get that in retrospect. You're sort of like, oh, well, he's quite tragic because mm. much of his potential has been locked away in a fucking robot suit or whatever. So I kind of wanted to see, I had this idea of him there being much longer time between him becoming Darth Vader and him becoming the fucking rickety cyborg thing. Yeah. You know? And I think I've read some short stories or something where, you know, he they do use, even though he's this big fucking enormous thing, he can still sort of flip around and do some cool shit. Mm. But I did really want him at his full flight for a bit more. Like I wanted him to become Darth Vader and I'd I'd love to see a movie of him like just at the height of his fucking powers before he loses all his limbs in one fucking high ground blunder. <laughs> like, just going around fucking murdering people. But it's kind of... If, if you read this book, if and, and I would suggest to anybody listening to this, if you're the sort of person that likes to put written words into your eyes... Yes. This is a great book to read if you're a Star Wars fan. They, they go into enough detail into how this has all happened and, and why it is like it is that it actually makes the character even cooler... Because he's got these awkward kind of, pro- and he talks about how you know the, he feels like the emperor's deliberately given him shit medical attention and <laughs> a crappy suit and crappy prosthesis to kind of a keep him in check so yeah. that he can't overthrow the emperor, and b it just kind of pisses him off a bit more, which makes him he sort of that elevates his dark sideness, yeah, I guess because he's just. Like imagine every wedding you've had to be to where you've worn an uncomfortable suit <laughs> on a hot day and then imagine doing that every single day of your life. Yeah, and that's yeah. basically and he can't walk properly and he's had to adjust his it talks about how he had to adjust his lightsaber technique to have his arms lower because of the way that his arms lift now and the, the chest piece and oh, everything. Weird. He has to guard that and he can't do crazy all of this crazy force powered stuff like the fast running yeah but at the same time he's got these gigantic robot legs and he can <laughs> leap buildings in a single bound yeah which so is this whole sort of thing of trade-offs where he's sort of fallen to the dark side with the promise of unimaginable and unlimited power and yet to do that he's had to sacrifice his power basically. yeah yeah you get this kind of cool dichotomy of it which makes the whole thing of seeing him as the crusty old cyborg man in A New Hope, just it, it gives it a bit more context and makes it kind of cool. Yeah, solid. Yeah, it is solid. I think one of my favourite, I don't remember which book it's in. Mm-hmm. It might be in Shadows of the Empire or something, but there was this amazing little scene of where he used to be in his like hyperbaric chamber or and whatever. he's trying to heal his lungs. Yeah, yeah. He's in Shadows of the Empire. Where he can uh, he can sit in there with his mask off and breathe, and it's the only mm. place. And he has, and he sort of they talk you through this process that he does all the time, where he like tries to focus all his fucking hate, rage, dark side energy into healing his lungs. Mm. And uh, but the problem is, is that like if he he gets a head enough of a head full of steam that he actually generates the raw force energy to heal his lungs, and as soon as it starts to work, he gets happy about it and it fucking fails. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's pretty bleak. Like that's an incredible scene to just sum up the fucking tragedy of that character where you're like, well, you've, you know, you've got your wish, I suppose, man. You've got unlimited dark side energy, but it can't do the thing you want. 
Mm. You know, in a way that's much better than fucking, oh, no, I choked my girlfriend for 10 minutes and she died of a broken heart. She didn't die of a broken heart. That thing you put on the, the Level 30 Facebook page. Yes. For anyone who hasn't seen it. Facebook.com slash Level 30 Podcast. Like, that's 30 with a three zero, unlike the Twitter, which is at Level 30 Hashtag doom. <laughs> I don't know. Just search doom. You'll find us and a hacker from Latveria. Indeed. You didn't like the other uh, thing that I put on the... I was excited to read it because I was like, oh, cool. There might be some explanation that makes me not weep with tears every time this scene happens. But it was just such... It's, a bit, it's grasping a little bit, it's wasn't very it? very conjectury. And you can feel the person writing it. Like for a start, they say at the beginning, like, this movie's amazing. I've seen it 30 times. I'm like... You are not an unbiased source. And mm. look, also, you're probably a little bit deranged. Yeah, yeah. Like, the movie's pretty good. But you don't watch it 30 times, no. you know. Uh, and he even points out in the article, like, what, you reckon that this is stuff that's not even on the screen and I'm just making it up and drawing dots and stuff? Well, no, let me tell you why. By doing that exact thing. <laughs> uh, like, it's, it's one of those things where, and I do it all the time, like, put pop culture dots together in my head and stuff and it's super fun but it's not supported by the film really okay and, you, and it makes it makes the film better well congratulations for shitting all over it <laughs> you've done well i wish the you are the darth vader of this podcast <laughs> well now i get happy about it my power's gone exactly i have d no Disarmed you. <laughs> Not de-armed you. Well, if you have the high ground, you could de-arm me. Oh, I've got the moral high ground. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yay.